1: action-packed awesomeness right
0: here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to Kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta-Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Age of Radio. And if you ask them to, Jay will finally eat an ass. He'll do it. Because because you asked him because you're patrons, and he that's loves debatable. you so much he'll yeah, eat that, your ass he'll probably eat your
1: ass that that that's for like the t- twenty and above 20 donations
0: and yeah <laughs> for twenty dollars Jay you going to toss your salad <laughs> welcome to Super Movie Brothers let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie
1: Brother Dave. I'm your host, <sighs> Super Movie Brother Jay.
0: <coughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Did a little dying over here, just a little bit. <clears throat> Sound like Beetlejuice. I did. <laughs> I'm choking on my own spit, right, right, in the middle when I was like, when I was doing that. And boys and girls, children of all. I, I just felt like, like spit, like just kind of like gleet it in reversed into the back of my mouth, and then I just, <laughs> then I just started fucking coughing.
1: A reverse gleet. <laughs>
0: A reverse cleat. (laughs) No, really, I was sucking dick. I I, I took a load to the... I took a shot to the back of the mouth. (laughs) Hey, phrasing! Uh, So... This is our What Are You Watching episode. So me and Jay got some reviews that we're going to get through for you. So me and Jay each watched a television series. Uh, Jay watched The Mayor of East Town. And I got down to watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix. And then we have a review for The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. And then, of course, we have a brand new MCU television series, yeah, Jen. Yeah, first impressions just, on
1: episode one of yeah. Loki.
0: So, uh, I mean, w- just like we do with all the other MCU and Star Wars shows that, that are on Disney+, Plus, we're going to talk about the first episode, our impressions, whether we're liking it, whether we're hooked, whether we're going to keep going into it, whether whether there's Easter eggs that we got to break down. We're going to do all that stuff for the first episode. And then we won't talk about it again until the series wraps up, and then we'll kind of do like a wrap. Yep. And... and end-of-the-year uh, review for it, you know, the end-of-the-season review, mm-hmm. uh, and I do have some other things that I got down to watching, so I want to get started off with uh, just some brief impressions on, on some of this stuff that I sure. checked out, so, Jay, without any further delay, let's get into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? he's trying to watch some illegal channels. Oh, uh, watching. No, 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 go past this, past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, I'm going to kick things off with just uh, with just two movies that I saw. First, I watched the Netflix original movie. It's French, Jay. You'd be very proud of Ooh. me. It's a French original movie. It's called Oxygen. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oxygen. Oxygen. Yeah. However they say it. Uh, but it essentially is a woman who is stuck who is stuck inside of a cryo chamber and she she can't get out she's running out of air she she literally has a countdown to her death and she has to solve the mystery of how she can how she first how she got in there and how is she going to get out? So very much like you and I talked about that movie, Lock. Remember with, uh, with Tom Hardy, where it's just him driving in a car sure, and he's calling sure. people. And we're piecing that story together based on these conversations yep. that he's having over the phone. It's like that. Taking place in this one location, and it is extremely interesting. I do, I, I did enjoy it. You know, and I thought it set up a very nice mystery. You know, once you, once you figure it out, once, once the mystery box has been opened, you're like, oh, that's interesting. The movie keeps going after that, and that's when I went like, no, (laughs) nope. No Should, time, to reveal, time to stop. Once you once you opened your Pandora's box, and you revealed to me, once once you've shown me that pink little beaver That you got hiding under the skirt, I don't want to see anymore. <laughs> I don't need to see anymore. But you kept going. You gave me resolution, and I guess I guess that's fine. But like for this type of sci-fi movie, I, I I I don't think I was expecting full resolution. I don't think I was expecting them to be like, no, we resolved everything. Huh? It's all wrapped up in a nice te nice neat little bow for you. And I was I wasn't expecting that. Well, you don't ever want that for sci-fi. No, I, I, I kinda like the, the mystery box and like yeah. once it's unveiled, I, I I kinda like just being like, Oh, that's interesting. And then letting my mind pontificate on on what I've just watched and the revelation it's just been given to me. But no, it just it just felt like it kept going a little bit longer. It's almost like it outstayed its welcome with me just a little bit. But I still found it extremely interesting and I still encourage people to check it out. It's on Netflix. You know your 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 entry for barrier on it, you know, it, it's, it's so low. It's so low. All you need is is 90 minutes. There you go. Uh, and Jay I got around to watching another movie these are movies that I'll be honest I didn't just watch them like this week or anything like that these are movies that like we haven't had time to get into and since we have uh, you know just this what do you watch an episode this week I figure I'd get them in so this other movie is called the wolf of snow hollow this is a horror movie that came out earlier on in 2020 and it follows a young sheriff's deputy he is the son of the sheriff as he is investigating wolf attacks in his town but these wolf attacks seem to be being portrayed by a wolf of gargantuan size. He, he must be twice thrice quadruple the size of any normal wolf. Uh, and it has, it seems to be killing not people at random. It seems to be choosing its victims and you'll follow him as he goes through the investigation. But one of the interesting layers they add to it is he is a, you know, he is in recovery. He is an alcoholic. Uh, so, it, it it's you see him go through all this stress. Not only is is he trying to prove that he can do his father's job because his father is the is the retiring sheriff. His father is also dying. On top of that. Uh, and doesn't want anybody to know so he's keeping his father's secret he's trying to prove to his father that he can do the job better than him because he also wants his father to stop doing the job and just relax mm-hmm. and enjoy what's left of his life and he's he's divorced his daughter hates him so like it's it's all these life stressors just coming in on top of him and on top of that he can't have a drink and i don't know about you but that's exactly what i would do if i'm that stressed out i'm fuck i'm just gonna Bottle of Jack and what, are
1: you, what else are you know. gonna do? How, how are you how you gonna relieve that stress?
0: I know, I know. <laughs> Sex? Nope, that's not happening either. So uh, it, that's one of the that's one of like the interesting little layers to it. But also, you know, obviously, uh, what I'm saying, it sounds like there's a werewolf, right? It sounds like there's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. This is a horror movie. We're all expecting werewolf. There could be. It could be just a giant wolf. Maybe it's that wolf bat dog creature from Rampage. I don't know. But it sets itself up with enough of a mystery that you feel like you figure it out, and then they give you another layer of information. You're like, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure. And then by the time you get to the end, it's a nice reveal. It's a reveal that makes you go like, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I like it. I like it mm. so. Uh, I encourage anybody to watch The Wolf of Snow Hollow because uh, I had a I had a fucking fantastic time. They did this thing where there's a montage where like there's multiple people being killed and he's going to each of the crime scenes and stuff, investigating it. And all of his all of his deputies and all the people that are working for him, they all have like these these crazy theories about what's going on. And you see him slowly and slowly like losing his patience and getting more stressed and kind of. <laughs> (laughs) losing his mind at each of the at each of these uh, each of these uh, uh, crime scenes and stuff. Ah. And it, it, it's borderline funny but also <laughs> like you know you, you also feel the tension building along with it because you see the stress getting to him so um, it's it's interesting so I, I encourage people to check that out honestly, I rented this one. Uh, I believe it was 599 on video on demand when I saw it this was a couple months ago that I did see this one but it, it was enough that I liked it enough that it stuck with me that when I had the time to discuss it, I wanted to bring it up. Sure. So, great there it is another one that I encourage people to check out all right Jay I talked a little bit too long here A little talked enough people have heard enough from me okay let's talk about the show that you got down to watching which has a an oddly punny name the mayor of Easttown M-A-R-E not M-A-Y-O-R I'm Richard what's your name
1: mayor give it up for Miss Lady Hawk herself.
0: why do they call you Lady Hawk?
1: I made a shot in a basketball
0: game 25 years ago. They think you're a hero. Boy, oh, I love it. Look at that. It must have been some shot. Most places, no. Around here, yeah. What do you do, Mayor?
1: I'm a detective. A detective? You don't have any bodies hidden under your porch, do you?
0: Uh, not yet, no.
1: The Easttown Police Department received a call reporting a dead body in Creedum Creek. Get this son of a bitch who did this. Because if you don't, I'll kill him myself.
0: She's a mayor. She's a nag. She's old. No, she's it's a nickname. That's her name.
1: That's her name. Her name is Mare. The Mayor. <laughs> Short for Marianne. You know, Mare. Yeah. It's a nickname. Right. It's also the name
0: of a female horse. Uh, yeah, and, and people also use it as a derogatory term towards women. Like she's a mare, she's a nag, she's a oh. you know. So well, I that's, that's what I meant that, by the David. punny name. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is set place in uh, a small town in Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia in Delaware County. So they're the- essentially the southern suburb county of our Bucks County in the north. So Um, very distinct kind of sound accent. You've seen dead teens in New York, Chicago, and Boston, but what about another city with very
0: specific whites—Pennsylvania whites? Would you guys
1: quit eating Wawa hokies over the body, please?
0: Everybody talks about that, like the accent. Like, man, like everybody does the accent so well, and they eat food at Wawas. That I was like, okay. Like, I, Am I the only one who's not impressed by this and then watched the first episode and went, they don't really sound like people sound like around here.
1: <laughs> well, Delco's a little different, but yeah. Yeah, I th- it's I, Delco. They, they do. I mean, and it's sitting there, and I think they did a fine job with the world building and the character development, and they got a lot of stuff in. I mean, even the Ocean City sweatshirts, and yeah, they went a little overboard with the Wawa, but like, it's all good. But at the <laughs> same time, that's normal. Because you and I know both know that people swear by Wawa. Like that is the everyday routine for most no.
0: people. I mean, not not for me, but there was it's a time. Wawa or, yes. or, or it's Wawa, Starbucks, or Duncan. That's it. Yeah, when I when I worked for a contractor, like uh, I did, like every morning before going to the job site, I did stop at Wawa. I did like buy my lunch in the morning, or I did like pick up, you know, a, a Sizzler or or a sizzly. That's what they're called, sizzlies. Uh That's it's just a breakfast sandwich that comes in a in a cardboard box, <laughs> and they're two for four dollars.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: um, you know, this one really. I, I, I wasn't I had low ex- expectations let's let's just say that going into it and the first episode was fine for me there's seven episodes in this miniseries it's a detective ensemble a small town trying to investigate a missing girl from a previous year or two ago but at the same time this new murder 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 an extremely Pennsylvania crime show of another young girl and Kate Winslet is the local detective. She was a former basketball star in the town. It was a big deal. Everybody okay. knows her.
0: You know. Did she ask anybody for water?
1: Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but did she to did she, did she get to a crime scene? Oh, Jesus Christ. Could someone get me a glass of water? <laughs> <laughs> I going to need a glass of water. And I need a glass of water. And and this
1: and this 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 is one of those classic old school HBO series where it's old school format. New episode every Sunday, and this format worked perfectly. For this kind of show, it was beautiful because every fucking week, I could not wait to sit down every Sunday night in my chair and know that (laughs) this fucking new episode is going to drop at 10 p.m
0: popped into my chair and i watched my stories <laughs> uh no i am becoming I sat, that person i sat there i sat there with a wah hoagie drinking some fucking water <laughs> drinking it and, and then i popped open a yingling and i watched my fucking stories <laughs>
1: yeah fucking right and they were drinking uh, yingling in the show too i think <laughs> yeah
0: of course of course they are y- yinglings and rolling rocks i'll bet uh, oh
1: yeah no that's that's mary's drink mary's drink was rolling
0: rock yep Yep. there you go yep. Pennsylvania beers uh, if you want to really impress me have someone crack open a lion's head <laughs> I concur I agree with that so I before you go into the rest of your thoughts about it you, you wrap it up and you know you tell everyone how much you liked it and how good it was and stuff like that I only watched the first episode so my thoughts are, are only on that first episode and that's it and then I'll let Jay wrap everything up I didn't like it <laughs> but I think there's a reason for it. Uh, I think like I I had just watched, you know, not too long ago, we watched that Netflix series that had uh, Tony Collette um, playing the detective where there was the serial rapist on the loose. And then, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of like True Detective starting off and stuff like that. And I think I just wasn't in the frame of mind where I, oh, I also just watched like Broadchurch and stuff like that too. So I don't think I was in the frame of mind where I was like, I want to watch an investigative, you know, drama, a dark investigative drama about flawed characters uh, existing uh, investigating, you know, flawed people and everything like that with red herrings out the ass. It just wasn't what I was in the mood for. And I wasn't yeah. really impressed with the first episode, it didn't grab me. So and also like I think this is like a almost become like a genre in and of itself where there's almost tropes that go along with it and I felt like the the first episode was hitting all those tropes. Mm-hmm. If I stuck with it, I might have enjoyed it and I might go back and watch this, but I think I just need to let the hype die down because I think like when everyone was talking about it, I was like, yeah, it sounds like it's up my alley. I like true crime. I like true detective. I like you know, I like this type of stuff and I think like I was almost like going through the motions watching it, but I really didn't want to watch it. <laughs> so I think that's why I disliked it. So I will have to go back and, and, and try to watch it. Maybe when I'm in the frame of mind where I want to watch it. So, but uh, it was one of those things where like I put it on and I was immediately like, nope, hard. No, I don't want to fucking watch this. <laughs> well, I, I had I, this like I, visceral reaction where I was sure. like, not what I'm in the mood for. When I, when I watched sweet tooth, which is what i put on like after watching the first episode of this where i tried to get through it i was like nope this is exactly what i needed thank you
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and and hence our different sensibilities and this this rang true for me however at the same time i will say this show improves every fucking episode
0: i hear that i hear that and i also heard from our from our friends uh over at the take 2 podcast that they weren't too keen on the ending you know they 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 were kind of like uh yeah. It's red herring after red herring, and then there's there there there's your ending, and you either have to go with it or you don't, and it sounds like they didn't, but it sounds like you did. I did. I mean, you have to go. I
1: mean, either you go go with it or you don't, and you have to go with the ride. I mean, as far as the the thing about this movie is, its brilliance is this large character, well developed ensemble within these town members of this community, and. Setting up all these possibilities of who could potentially be the culprit behind this murder, and also at the same time this this missing girl within the town, and you're piecing together, and you you you, it, it, and it's it's and it's great because it almost makes it too obvious sometimes for certain characters, and and then all of a sudden it shifts to another point of view and different characters and it also seems really possible for them and it, it intertwines in such a great way where you're twisting and turning the possibilities of the narrative and who done it all the way throughout even throughout the uh, the last episode and it makes sense it works for me it works within the characters it works within this world the acting is phenomenal and this director behind the show is relatively who's
0: who's from our area which is why you know so much of it is so accurate craig zobel yeah he's Um, he's from southeastern pennsylvania so
1: yeah so he directed it and he is uh the man behind compliance it's a small cultish favorite kind of movie um that uh you know that came out in 2012 and and z for zachariah which was a big flop but um Either way, he's done a lot of little small episodes on some certain TV shows, and he uh, I think he kind of broke out with this with this little mini-series. And I think you're going to see Kate Winslet on the awards circuit and um, potentially a couple other uh, females on the show as well. So all around... I thoroughly enjoyed the show, even though it is dark. I will say this: it is dark. It is a very dark subject matter. There's not a lot of grounded levity. Uh, there are some characters sprinkled in that bring some grounded humor, but it is it's it's, well, it's that- tough.
0: Jay, you're privy to my mental health sure. recently, and you know that. But dark you, is but not But you what know, I, need. I love the warm blanket <laughs> of dark depression. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> dark, dark is not what I need right now. Uh, <laughs> I go into many dark places all my own. I don't need the show to do it for me, thank you. Um, but I will get around to, to watching it at a time when, um, when, when I, I think I think I'm 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 in a better headspace for it. Now, before I move on to to what I watched, uh, this is a strong recommend from from you, correct? Yes, all right, perfect. So, you brought up the award circuit, and I was I was talking with Tony from Take Two. Uh, you know, after listening to his review of this, and I I kind of like brought something up where you know I, I mentioned to him that I think an Emmy these days is actually more more powerful, a better feather in your cap than than an Oscar is. Um- would you concur? Because you have so many, you, like if you think about streaming services and how and, powerful the TV shows that and, and how influential the TV shows that they make are and, and the caliber of actors that they're drawing in now, it's almost like like getting an Emmy for one of those or, or doing what, like there's so much more freedom there than there is even in film these days.
1: I think in many ways that is correct. I think in a lot of ways. And I think it's mainly also because you don't have to worry about that overexposure because the movie film circuit of promotion and pimping the actors out becomes overexposure because you're seeing them in all of these different award shows, all this different promo stuff, and it gets to be too much. And the actors exhausted, we're exhausted. They're recycling the same fucking answers every goddamn time because they're getting the same fucking questions every goddamn time. So, um, the T V circuit with the promotions for these kind of words episodes are, are a lot more condensed and smaller. So I do believe that is the main reason why this is a little bit more prominent still well regarded but also doesn't have the backlash effect.
0: All right, fair enough. Yeah, I mean I just it was just something I was like I was like thinking about cuz I was like I far more care about like the Emmys these days than I than I do about the Oscars and stuff like that. And I think like I think like water talk now especially after the pandemic is more around what television series, what miniseries, what like what 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 you, what people are watching? Yeah, we have more on time on streaming services where we can actually yeah. finish a series or finish a right. show. You know, right? M- more so than people are talking about, like you know, a great movie that they saw. You know, um, but, but that that may just also be a symptom of of uh, our, our time that we live in right now. So, but you know, and. and this Kate Winslet, like I was trying to think, like she hasn't done a series like this previously, right? Like we know that Nicole Kidman has done no. has done several now. Oh, um, oh, she's done some. Reese Witherspoon's done a, a while few. back,
1: but they're all like you know, dated back in you know eighteen sixty <clears throat> or whatever, you know.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Jay, moving on to the television series that I watched, uh, I got down to watching Sweet Tooth, which is a Warner Brothers produced television series on netflix which was interesting because warner brothers just launched their massive streaming platform with their partner uh you know their company that they own hbo and i was like wait hbo max doesn't have sweet tooth which was a vertigo comic book which is under the dc label this seems like a slam dunk for HBO Max, but I guess it just wasn't depressing enough. <laughs> don't be wrong. Sweet Tooth is depressing. <laughs> Sweet Tooth is depressing. But it's a Warner Brothers produced television series on Netflix. And I did promise you that I'm going to give it a try. So Yeah. I hope you do. I hope you do. I will. Some stories
1: start at the beginning. Ours begins here. no one knew which came first the hybrids or the virus but that question would become the biggest mystery of our lifetime this is a story about a very special boy The boy we come to know as
0: sweet tooth sweet tooth is based on a comic book written by canadian author jeff lemire and it follows a half deer boy (laughs) as he tries to travel through a post-apocalyptic humanity uh you know human world and find his mother and the people he meets along the way that help him and kind of uh, hurt him along the way on his journey. So first things first, why did I love this show so much? Because I'm just starting right off the bat. I loved this show. Mm-hmm. I had a great time watching it. I love the premise, right? I, I I love I never read the Jeff Lemire book. I'm probably not gonna go back and watch and read the Jeff Lemire book. I looked at the art for it. Not for me. I'm not a big fan of the art for the sweet tooth, uh, for the for the sweet tooth uh, graphic novels. So I won't go back and read those. But and I also understand that the show is somewhat quite different. Um, some characters are completely changed around. New characters are added, uh, and it seems like they're taking their story in, in in a slightly different direction. So I'm fine with that. I'm just going to stick to the series here. But I do love this premise. The idea is that there is <laughs> a world pandemic. Now, s- this series was in development before COVID hit. It was actually delayed due to COVID. Uh, and the book came out, I think, in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s. So, you can um, give it a
1: pass. <laughs> right right
0: the, the fact that it's dealing with a pandemic on which is the the catalyst for the post-apocalyptic world uh just it, it just happens to be the way that it is uh that this that this comes out at a time where we're kind of post-pandemic but uh so so it's a pandemic that, that hits the world this deadly virus that has what the highest kill rate of any virus known to man so humanity's numbers are immediately completely decimated and on top of that while that whole pandemic thing is going on, women start giving birth to hybrids, which are animal-human hybrids. So... Gus, our main character, is a deer boy, and you'll also meet a piglet girl. You'll also meet a, a gopher boy. You'll also meet, like, it's all, like, people will mention, like, yeah, I saw a bobcat girl running through Yellowstone, right? Like, so, like, and, and they don't understand why why human women are giving birth to these animal hybrids, and it sounds fucking silly, it sounds silly and stupid. And I, I'll i be honest, when me and Lauren were flipping through looking for something to watch this weekend, we came across Sweet Tooth and I, I watched like the Netflix trailer that plays when you hang on something for too long. And it went through and it's like, it, it, it has the one character, Dr. Singh, like doing this narration over top of like, you know, when, when the virus hit, this all happened and then no one understood why people were giving birth to hybrids. And it shows him like holding like this, like, I guess like dog boy. And I was just like, pass fucking hard now not watching this what the fuck is this bullshit so i switched off of it and then i started i i started like seeing some things pop up about the little deer boy and about about sweet tooth and i was like all right before i get spoiled on this too much let me give the first episode a shot let me see how this goes and i watched the entire series in two days It's eight episodes. Uh, Each episode is between 50 minutes and like 39 minutes, 40 minutes. So, you know, but it's only eight episodes. Okay. And the reason to love this show, while the premise is the 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 premise is unique and 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 this post apocalyptic world i really like the the layers of world building they're doing without explaining things too heavily like they're they're not explaining things they're allowing you to watch it they're allowing you to see it they're allowing you to see different forms of society existing in this post apocalyptic world but they're not like explaining every aspect of it but they're showing you just enough that you understand how they got to that point without over over explaining it which is great but that stuff's great. The world building's great. The, the, this, uh, this, this entire setting is, is great. And the premise is unique. The reason to love this show is the little boy. It's Gus. That's why you love this show that kid. has this
1: kid done anything else before? Have you looked into that at all?
0: So his name is Christian Convery and he has done some things before so mostly like little kid stuff uh, he was in playing with fire which is that John Cena movie where he plays one of the he plays one of the uh, wildfire fighters and um, I believe it's Colorado uh, I did watch that movie with Logan it's it's fine. <laughs> Uh, he was also in like a Disney movie Descendants 3 and stuff like that. But he has a very long acting credit. Like he's he's hmm. been working for some time. Uh, which is crazy to say because he <laughs> he's so young. He was born in 2009. So <laughs> but it's like he he has a pretty long, you know, list of credits behind him.
1: He's but like he, a new Shia LaBeouf. You know, like yeah. his family's <laughs> just pipping him out trying to get him but his big he, break.
0: I mean, a lot of those credits are Hallmark movies. You know, they're, they are, they uh, are you know, Lifetime movies, stuff like that. Disney Channel movies. Well, they're still pumping them out. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, watching the series, this little boy fucking endeared me. I absolutely. And that, there's no pun intended on he endeared me. Maybe there is. Maybe I should have made a pun out of that because <laughs> he is a dear boy. But no, I, he was so fucking endearing. I fucking loved him. I fell in love with this kid like in, in the first, you know, I would say the first episode, like by the time we were towards the end of it, I was like, I get this kid. I fucking get it. And he is nothing but hope and optimism in this otherwise bleak and terrible world. And I love that. And he's just fucking adorable. And I can't, like, I, 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 I'm I not, like, singing his praises so much that I'm, like, saying everybody's going to love this. But what I'm saying is, it's good. It's good. It's definitely worth your time. And uh, I very much look forward to season two, because they do leave you on a pretty big cliffhanger here. So uh, there's definitely going to be a, a season two. And the another actor who's in it with him is Nonso anosi So He's He doesn't have, like, one of those instantly recognizable names. But if I told you that in Game of Thrones, he played uh, Zohar Zohan Daxos. He is the very large man from, I believe it was Marine who tries to get Daenerys to marry him. And then she locks him in his vault with his mistress and allows him to suffocate and die. <laughs> uh, he's this... Very huge black man is what it comes down to. Uh, And he plays the character of Jeppers, but the little boy calls him big man. Uh, And that's exactly what his character is. He's a big man. You're a big guy for you. And he starts off as a big bad man. uh, And you're going to just basically watch his character unfold as well. It's It's like this little boy comes through this these dark times and he is a beacon of light and he kind of gets these people to change their ways and follow him and help him in his journey because he's just so fucking innocent and pure and he's got these little antlers and it's just fucking adorable (laughs) definitely watch it all right highly recommend highly recommend all right jay uh that's gonna do it for the tv shows and and some and some of my back catalog that i got here It's time to start talking about something that just dropped this week uh, in the theaters and streaming on HBO Max. But interestingly enough, I'm sure it did well on HBO Max. It's number one in the box office right now. So people are choosing to go to the theater over watching it at home. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't have HBO Max subscriptions or maybe they just prefer the theater experience maybe it's just time to get back out there again uh, but we are going to be doing our review for the conjuring three the devil made me do it
1: I love you in 1981 Arnie Johnson pled not guilty by reason of demonic possession Whatever happened?
0: I think I hurt someone
1: that was not Arnie
0: the court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth about time to accept the existence of the devil Lorraine! all right the devil made me do it patrick wilson vera farmiga are back as ed and lorraine warren with yet another investigation this time around though it's not a haunted house it's not a haunted family per se uh, they are taking it to the courtroom this time around uh, where the first time in United States history, a criminal defense attorney will plead what will, will have their client plead not guilty by reason of possession. No, it wasn't me. It was the one armed man. Yeah. Interesting hook for sure. Definitely an interesting hook.
1: Yeah. And that they were the first ones in America to to. Uh, try to do this let's say that right
0: it had happened previously in the uk as they mentioned in the Mm. movie but this is the first time it's ever been done in america and the, the entire movie is essentially following ed and lorraine warren as they seek to gather proof of possession and proof that somebody has cursed this individual who committed a murder while possessed and that they were not in their right mind due to the fact that they were possessed. Yep. And it sounds like, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty boring. It's not, actually. (laughs) Uh, I actually wound up finding it pretty interesting, and I thought that they developed a pretty decent mystery uh, for this film, and it, it, it's really fun to see them investigate, which is something that they previously have done in the other movies, but it's 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 always in, in more of like a t- contextual uh nature where it's just like we're 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 going through the history of this house did you know this house was owned by a witch and it's like boom we got our answer you know uh or 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 the next one where it's like did you know that this house was owned by an old man with emphysema he was a pretty crabby old man he didn't like people turned out he died in that chair over there (laughs) boom we got our answer this time around there, there there's a little bit more Red herrings. There's a little bit more uh, to investigate. There's a little bit more going on. Uh, they 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 have to build their their investigation. Builds new layers to the story, and, and it stacks on top until we get to the to the what I what I thought was a very tense. Ending to the film, I thought that they get did a good job of like building tension to that moment. Uh, also, with a few personal problems that, that Ed and Lorraine Warren are dealing with themselves. Ed dealing with a few health issues mm-hmm. um, in his aging years, and Vera Farmiga dealing with a husband <laughs> with with health issues. I'm just saying, yeah, red meat I, 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 every day I, I think, is not a staple diet for a healthy heart. I hear that eating too much red meat is bad for you. What a lot of bug.
1: My father ate it. Every day of his life, he lived at a ripe old age of 38.
0: <laughs>
1: but I also think it's just one of those things where, you know, it progresses their story as well and their, you know, careers within the country and the world, essentially, um, you know, with their fame, with their, you know, history of, of, of their knowledge within this kind of For world. For sure. And this pushes the limits that they never experienced before.
0: I will say this: like this, this case is. I mean, this movie, which is based on a real case, you can read Ed and Lorraine's, uh, you know, recounting of it in any of their books, but you're not getting the real story there. You are getting their. Fantasy, uh, uh, their their embellishment uh, tale, which they were always they were always very good at. They they they, they were good charlatans. They were good at at selling uh, half truths and whole lies. Liar! But there are plenty of other document documentations of of the events of this film in real life that are a little bit more of of like the backseat driver where they're just kind of observance looking at it and, and, and they more or less paint the picture of it could have been possession could have been mental health it could have been a a number of things and to me that's far more interesting um this movie didn't go that route it didn't go the route where you're you're wondering whether this person's possessed or just crazy they went immediately when they're like 100 he's possessed and i kind of wish they flirted with that line a little bit i kind of wish they spent more time flirting with that line um but they, they they just immediately jumped right in and they're just like no we don't we don't got time for that. We don't got time for psychologist bullshit. Ed and Lorraine Warner here, and it's a hundred percent haunting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean and and it also has a big undercurrent storyline of two couples, two different kind of couples, old love, young sure. love, and and the strength of that. And yeah. them trying to challenge that and how love can conquer all. Which, you know, c- c- w- it hits. It's it's a hit and miss thing for me within this movie. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it didn't.
0: See, it, I didn't think it worked when we got to the end and like both couples are there, like arm in arm, standing next to each other, and I was like, right. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I understand that you were paralleling both their relationships. You didn't need to slap me over the face with your fucking giant conjuring dick and just being like, are you, are you watching? You getting it now? Yeah, I already got it before that. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that like really drew me into this movie, because I did enjoy it, is not so much even the story. It was the fact that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are just so comfortable playing these characters it seems effortless for them to be playing these characters now yeah and i there there, there comes a a level of you know what I, I can buy almost anything that they sell me as long as they're playing these characters well you know what i mean this is
1: this is this is exactly what this is i'll tell you right now it's, it's a simple formula one great casting right for chemistry chemistry casting and all that stuff two they're very professional actors they're going to bring their game every single role. For sure. And and three, this doesn't require, a ter- I, I guess, a particular kind of skills at times within these roles. Right. But it's not a huge range that they need to explore within this role. So... You, they can find their own formula.
0: I think. I, I think Vera Farmiga's Lorraine Warren is is unwavering. I think she shows up in every movie, and she 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 almost plays Rock like the, you could al- you could almost character like you know you could almost go beat for beat with her in each of the movies. Mm-hmm. You you know we're in the middle of the movie, so she's going to be acting like this. We're towards the end, so she's going to be acting like this. We're going to get a a a scene where she is is looking at you know looking at somebody and reading them and like, you know, it's, it's that, it's that thing that, that it's like, it is formulaic in a way, but I, I do want to, you know, applaud them for going in a completely different direction this time, not only with the story, but I mean, also with a director. It's not James Wan this time. It's Michael Chaves. And I thought that, yeah, I thought that by getting a new director, you know, I thought that I may not enjoy it because it, it, didn't look like a conjuring movie it didn't feel like a conjuring movie however the presence of ed and lorraine warren being there uh, you know patrick wilson and vera farmiga they grounded it they kept it they kept it very much in that universe but also telling a completely different story than they've done before which is Good because by the third time around, I don't know if I wanted another haunted house. You know, I don't know if I wanted that again. It was as different as like Annabelle Comes Home was for them in this series, but in a different way. Annabelle Comes Home, it's a fun watch. Don't get me wrong; I didn't hate that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I loved seeing Patrick Wilson and Vera Amiga in that one. However, it, it it that one it it's a really fun movie. This is a really well done horror movie you know it's it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination there's definitely some leaps in logic Uh, there's definitely some 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 points in the plot where they just kind of ask you to go with it and yeah I'm just gonna go with it because I know that I'm being told a movie by uh, about two people who essentially lied for a living so I'm gonna have to just accept that some of this is a lie (laughs) And that's fine. And that's fine because I'm just going with the story that I'm being told and it's good and I like it. Some of the things in the prison I I didn't go with. Like there there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening behind the prison walls and I, I found myself questioning, why is she there at 10 o'clock at night? Why is this person oh, next to I a know. prisoner I in know. the infirmary without a guard? <laughs> with, like none of that made any even, sense. Even I, even I noticed that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's some things, but but then, you know, like, my wife just went, it's the 1970s in rural Pennsylvania, and I went, fair.
1: (laughs) She has a point. She has a point.
0: She's like, do you think anyone gives a fuck? And I was like, probably not. Probably zero. But also, by that point, like, something they failed to mention was that, like, by this point in the story... A lot of people were actually buying into Ed and Lorraine Warren stuff, where they were like, "This dude didn't kill anybody; he was possessed." So there, there, there could be that that level of kind of like 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 populist belief that like you know they're trying to help this guy, and we're all rooting for him because. We, we represent the audience. <laughs> the, the The guards represent the audience. They're just behind that glass wall watching everything that's going on. They're like, "I'm not going in there." Mm-hmm. Dude is floating in midair while glass is exploding behind him. <laughs> I'm not going in there, <laughs> and I wouldn't either. Uh, but I, I think in the end, it's a fine movie. It is fine. I really was okay <laughs> by the time I was too. Ended. I was too. I
1: I, I was. Hesitant to watch this because I'm not, this is not my wheelbase, as you guys it's know. Not. I mean, and, and it's, and I don't love this franchise. Um, but for me, it's a B minus. I thought it was a well done movie. I was entertained enough. I saw its flaws. I let them roll off my back. And yeah, that is I had a decent amount, a decent time. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's still worth a watch. And I, I think, you know, there hasn't been. A horror esque kind of film in quite some time, so I think this is going to you know service a lot of viewers that are into this kind of stuff. And when I was done,
0: it. when I was done, I was just like, "All right, that was a that was a a fine way to spend 112 minutes. I didn't I didn't hate my time with it. I I, I laughed at it a few times where I was like, "That's that's just a leap in logic that I guess I'm just going to have to go with." Uh, you know, John Noble is in it. Uh, and he plays he plays a character that kind of gets brought up early on in the movie and then brought back later on in the movie. And I did feel like while I love John Noble, uh, especially because of his days on Fringe, uh, that's where I really you know really remember him from. But I kind of felt like when they got to the end and they gave like the reveal about his character, and I was like, that's awfully fucking convenient, isn't it? that you didn't tell me anything about this character at all. And now he kind of winds up being the fucking linchpin for the entire story. You build a mystery box that I couldn't unlock. And that's, that's unfair. That's dirty play, but, <laughs> but I didn't care uh, at that point. Like I had already, I had already like questioned so many other things, but just gave up and went with it that by, by the end I was just like, uh, oh in for a penny i'm in for a pound i'm 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 already at the crest of this roller coaster i might as well take it all the way to the end uh so i'm at a c plus on it uh that's that's more or less where i'm at with it um do i think it's the best conjuring movie no do i think it's the worst conjuring movie well being as, as there's eight films in this series and la la lorna or whatever it was called and two of the annabelle movies are part of this series it's definitely better than 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 uh Two thirds of the Annabelle movies, I would put it on par with Annabelle Comes Home, where it's like that was enjoyable. I had a good time, and I'll probably watch it again. I, I I'll probably watch Conjuring one, two, and three in a row. I still got enough enjoyment out of it, but I don't think it's really. I don't think it really scratched my horror itch at all. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, and I, I, I definitely feel like it. It could have gone deeper into its story, like. I was very surprised that we spent so little time in a courtroom for this movie that was touted as a court uh, as a court case movie. So,
1: right, it, it it in some ways, a lot of ways, it did scratch the surface on some stuff. But at the same time, you know, it, you know, I I didn't mind that because I it was dragging in other areas. But at the same time, it picked up in other areas rather quickly. So it never it never lulled for too long. But it didn't have its highs for too long. But overall, I still enjoyed. Watching these characters try and investigate the story, yeah. and if some if I didn't
0: all if I didn't already love Patrick Wilson, a I mean like just love him period. But if, if I didn't already like him in this role of Ed Warren, and I didn't already like Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, I I wouldn't have liked this movie. I'll be honest, I, agree. I probably I agree. I would have been a far lower grade. It's because I already enjoy these two playing these two characters that really just got me through this movie where I was where, where I was able to find enjoyment with it. So
1: and I think that's a big reason why I did grade it, you know, a B minus is because this is the third one. I know these characters and I know them and I like them and Yeah. And it was a serviceable movie.
0: <laughs> and they're enjoyable enough. And I, gotcha. I and
1: I enjoyed it uh, a little more than I expected to, I guess you can say.
0: You know, I'm glad you did because you were you were a little like apprehensive when I was I, like it's I the was. only thing we have to I, review. I know I
1: was, I was.
0: <laughs> I was like it's the only new movie we have to review, so I, I, I didn't I'm, really get a chance. I
1: haven't been feeling too inspired with. Uh, <laughs> The, the, these uh, these coming weeks in June, but these no. Releases.
0: N- next week I'm pulling teeth with you again because I'm like you have to watch in the Heights, and you're like I don't want to. And I was like, <laughs> it's the only new movie coming out, and you were like, fine.
1: <laughs> but at the I, same time, it does look highly original, so it does. I'll give you that.
0: I'll give you. I that. I loved Hamilton. I I, I like uh, you know, Lin- and Man- I did not Lin- Hamilton, Miranda, So that's so. my
1: that's my big worry, and and maybe. This is going to come across a little bit better, this a little is, bit more right, as a this, film. In the it's Heights, a stage it's, more, play. Yeah. it's
0: more contemporary, right? Yeah. It, it has, from the beginning, has been conceived of as as a film, as a musical for for the film, not for the stage. So, I I, I think there's going to be a, the production value that will help you get through it, even if you can't understand all the lyrics because you're half death and you can't understand when people rap. <laughs> and that's that's not a knock on 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 jay Jay literally sometimes cannot keep up with the words because he can he can only hear out of half his head it's
1: just i i I wonder if that's like a if that's part of the reason i i i was just thinking about that last night actually i i don't know how could i know i don't know but when it comes to and that's the same thing with hip-hop in general like okay yeah i can't follow the rap you know the rap lyrics and all that stuff but like it's the cadence of the delivery and the beat and the music. If I enjoy that, that's how I enjoy his song. It's less so much about the lyrics. And probably that, yeah, well, that's probably why I like Drake because Drake yeah, is well, so clearly like well, his, his lyrics are not fast. It's not like Busta Rhymes or Eminem or anything like that. We'll
0: blame your poor hearing instead of just saying you are the whitest white guy anyone will
1: <laughs> ever know. So, <laughs> uh, well.
0: But Jay, we got one more thing to talk about before we get out of here. We got to give our first impressions on the MCU series Loki. we got our first episode of Tom Hiddleston back in the saddle as our favorite anti-hero I am Loki of Asgard and you will regret this when you picked up the Tesseract you broke the timeline now you're going to help me fix it it is adorable that you think you could manipulate me I'm ten steps ahead of you I am Loki, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. He's really arrogant. Come on. What did you expect? So Loki picks up literally in the midst of Avengers Endgame, and in the first several minutes, we find out where Loki went after he picked up the Tesseract, uh, and he is immediately picked up by the time variance authority where he is processed and uh put on trial for the time variance that he has caused by using the Tesseract. But before his sentence can be given, he is rescued by Morbius, uh, who is a time variance authority investigator played by Owen Wilson, who plans on using him in an investigation that he is conducting on another variant who is out in the world committing murders throughout time. And he has to get Loki on board for helping him, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter thing, where he has to beat Loki's ego into submission so that Loki agrees, while also inflating his ego, so that Loki agrees to help him in his investigation of this mysterious figure traveling through time committing murders. This entire first episode was meant to get us back in love with Loki to remind us of Loki because we haven't seen the character. We saw him briefly in Avengers Endgame, but we really haven't seen him since Infinity War. So that was close to four years ago at this point that we haven't really been seeing Tom Hiddleston in this role. So mm-hmm. th- th- they had to take this time to kind of reintroduce him. I, I, also... I,
1: needed, I, I think I needed it too, to be honest. Yeah. I needed it to see this. I wanted it to... Expand upon this. I was looking forward to this series quite a bit. I know you were too.
0: 100%. I love Tom Hiddleston. I love him in this role. And uh, I I think... I think I've probably, out of all these series, even though I love Sebastian Stan and I, and I, and I do like Anthony Mackie and, I, and I, I like the Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm more excited to see the return of Loki than I was to see the return of those characters. So w- whether the show will wind up being better than the previous two MCU shows we got, that will remain to be seen. But this it w- was the character where I'm like, yes, like I love this character. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed him in in the first Thor movie. Liked him as the villain in, in Avengers. Could care less about him for a long time until we got the Thor Ragnarok, and I got to fall in love with him again. And now the series has the task of making us fall in love with the character again, reintroduce us to the character, but also they have to catch this 2012 version of Loki who zapped himself out of Avengers, the the original Avengers movie in 2012, and. Catch him up to speed with who Loki should be by this point, um, for both the audience and for his character. So they kind of just fast forwarded his development, right? Where they're like, you know, we're not going to spend an entire season getting him back to that point that he got to in Thor: Ragnarok and Infinity War. We're going to essentially give him a montage of, yeah. <laughs> of his life, and and he's going to catch himself up in that. And and I I really like that. I also thought. That the setting of the Time Variance Authority, I liked it. I liked the Art Deco setting. I liked how when they were in the Time Variance Authority, they switched the aspect ratio to four by three. It, did you notice that when they were when they were uh, yeah. in there that they yeah. kind of changed the aspect ratio and stuff like yeah. that to match like this this sixties seventies you know uh, well, neo modern undis- style
1: undisclosed like place and setting and how you know everything in there. That we knew within the Marvel world doesn't work. Right, it works in their world, like or doesn't work in their world. They're he they're in he's in the what did he call it? Like the most powerful place, I guess in yeah the universe essentially.
0: Right, well. There was an interesting scene where Loki is looking out after after he sees like the whole time variance authority like area that they are. He's looking at a window, and he sees some stuff that's awfully reminiscent of Asgard, and he looks at, at, at Morbius and says, I thought you said magic didn't work here. And he says, it doesn't. And if you remember back to a line in... And I believe it was the original Thor movie where it's like magic and science are, are are the same thing. Magic is just what we call science we don't understand yet. So Loki's literally in the Time Baron's authority and he's seeing science that he doesn't understand and he calls it magic. Oh, yeah. Good point, it's a callback to that. So I, I like that because it, it immediately was like Morbius is is working in a way to immediately put Loki on his back foot It going into that entire interview that they do with him where he is both tearing down the ego of Loki, but also trying to save it and inflate it just enough so that he would agree to help so that he wouldn't feel totally defeated, so that he would feel like it's his choice to help, especially when we get the reveal of who the person they are chasing really
1: is. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Red Skull?
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, they said it, Jay. They already said it at the end of the episode. I was just trying to save it for spoilers, but right. let's just do it. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler Loki's going to be helping Morbius go after Loki, <laughs> another variant of Loki who's been traveling through time well, murdering people.
1: Yeah, they said that, but like I, I, didn't, I guess I didn't fully understand it. I thought they kind of essentially meant, after I saw that they didn't disclose well, his no, face, Mo- so that it Morbius was like a mentions- guy or a character like Loki.
0: Morius mentions that that the stab wounds on the victims are very similar to the stab wounds for of all the other victims, so they know that it's the same that it's the same time variant committing these murders. Uh, we know that Loki uses uh, dual knives uh, for for as his weapons, and uh, the little girl points to the picture of a red devil and says it was him who was here. A lot of people saw that that's a red herring because people thought like, "Oh, it's um." Mephisto, who everyone would say was the villain in WandaVision. So it's this constant tease of this character, Mephisto, who is essentially just a devil in the Marvel universe. But it turns out that what she meant was he had horns. And what does Loki's helmet have? Horns. Horns. So he is chasing a variant of Loki. He's chasing a variant of himself. So that's interesting. which is why, which is why you know Morbius, uh, well Owen Wilson's character has to play his cards just right here during this interview with Loki because he has to, he can't completely destroy his ego. I love
1: he, his character. It,
0: oh my god, Owen Wilson! This was just so he good is the goodness.
1: standout for me in this show right now because it it is just so pitch perfect as far as tonally his look, you know. I, I the delivery and as far as him being like a fan of of Loki, but at the same time he does his job. Period. He understands yeah. everything. He's been around the block. It's just it, it's a weird construct, but it works so fucking well
0: (laughs) i got a good laugh when like loki is like agreeing to help him and uh because of like the the the, you know this is your life loki movie that he watched and stuff like that and then morbius goes you tried to use the tesseract huh he's like yeah three times it doesn't work here." (laughs) Yeah, i did like that i liked i liked that uh the the one character casey's drawer was just filled with infinity stones oh yeah
1: it and completely and like, nonchalant yeah, about it, like didn't yeah. care that he took it or the Infinity Stone, which,
0: which is a nice way of Marvel saying that saga of the Marvel Universe is over. Here is how meaningless Correct. they are to exist in every variant universe Correct. that's ever existed, and
1: not only that, like they literally made it disappear, evaporate. Yeah, you know, yeah, that so, with that wand so, thing.
0: Uh, it, was, uh, it was, it was, it, like there was a lot of fun. It was, it was funny, but it also did a great job with character development, and that's. That's really what you care about with these Marvel series, because we're taking, you know, six, seven, eight episodes, however long they take, to tell a character-driven story, more so than they do with like the films, because the films are always so much about like let's, you know, here's the, set up the villain, set up this, set up that, and then you know, first act, third act, get to the point where we fight the villain. The series take their time to really like develop the character, and then go through a character change you know and, and that's that's what i'm liking about these mcu series so i look forward to see where where loki is going i thought that tonally for this they fucking nailed it they fucking nailed it it was right there like in between a thor ragnarok and you know Wanda Vision, really, like where they're they're giving us something completely different. One of my favorite things about the decor of the Time Variance Authority, like how how the the whole area looks, it's as if the Timekeepers, these these time gods that they keep talking about, looked at style on Earth and they went, no, style was perfect on Earth sometime between 1965 and 1974. <laughs> it never got any better. It. <laughs> After that, that is when style was the best. (laughs) And they modeled everything after that. I think
1: cinematically it works the best.
0: Of course it does. Of course it does. Because it lets you know that you're someplace not in our time. But But also also it's a happy medium.
1: It's also a happy medium for everyone everyone who's alive right now.
0: (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So um, I would say, boldly I'm going to say – this is the best opening episode, the best pilot episode for all three of the Marvel series so
1: far. Uh, that's not that bold. I think it's it's 100% true. I
0: I think just Tom Hiddleston is just so good in that role. And Owen Wilson coming in was just so good in this role. And it it set up just the perfect amount of... Of mystery and setup for the whole rest of the series, and fun, cheekiness, also, yeah,
1: uh, weirdness.
0: I but mean, they you did just that never, without you couldn't without you sacrificing did, any character moments. What some
1: action, character, a lot of story uh, potential, a lot of story background, a lot of old Easter eggs. I mean, there's just so much in this. It would be an easy rewatch easy rewatch For sure. it, more For than sure. any other uh, first episode you know of, of these uh, latest series so so
0: I was not expecting the the DB Cooper reveal here that I expected that to be something that shows up later on down the line like he would have to go on a mission as DB Cooper and stuff like that I was not expecting them to say like no it was a bet that he lost with Heimdall and Thor so he had to go that was funny to- <laughs> it was funny yeah. it was so throwaway but like I think about those trailer park breakdowns that I did and I was just like, you know, there's going to be like the, that's going to be a thing that happens throughout the series and stuff. Most of the trailer park breakdowns that I did happened right here in episode one. Most of it was right here. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole lot still to come that we're just not sure what it's, you know, what what it's going to entail, which I like.
1: And I'm super excited by super excited about because pretty much everything that we saw was all in this episode teased from the trailer and yeah you know i mean sky's the limit right now i mean this could this could be now i mean this could be teeing us up for a huge failure potentially yeah um six more episodes right so or it could be fucking brilliant absolutely brilliant I feel like there's almost no there's no in between <laughs> I really do
0: yeah I, I I think so I don't I I think based on what I'm seeing right now and and based on the rest of the trailers that we're getting and just knowing that Owen Wilson's Mobius and and that you know Tom Hiddleston's loki continuing throughout this series those are the, those are the two big draws for this for this episode and getting them each and every week for the next six weeks well five more weeks after this I'm ready for it I, I absolutely love it, and I can't wait to, to, to break it down. And nice part is this series will not be coming out every Friday. It is every Wednesday. So they're changing the formula up a little bit, which I, I kind of like. They're starting to not to, to, to not compete with your time. So many streaming services drop this like and that Friday. I like it. I think Friday. it's genius. And, and this time around, they're like, nope, Wednesdays. Why Wednesdays? Why not? you either watch it on wednesday uh but it gives you and i the opportunity to to kind of watch it and me and you can talk about it midweek before we get into like friday you know blockbusters and stuff like that but also you got to remember that disney is disney and marvel are going to be having some of their movies start to drop on fridays and you it in in the current climate that we have right now you don't want to compete with box office you want You want the box office to be as healthy as possible, and I think that's why Disney's releasing it on Wednesday. I don't think they want to compete with themselves, but I also don't think they want to compete with anybody else on Fridays. I think they want people to have Fridays free to get back to the theaters. I honestly don't know any other reason why. I may be wrong, there may be a a, a a far more simpler reason for it, but I, I thought that like that that seems like a, a fine enough reason why you would release it on Wednesdays.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think you might be right.
0: But also, I mean, they just made a pretty good mint on Cruella on Disney+. Plus. And come July 9th, they're going to have Black Widow on Disney+. Plus while this series is still going, I believe. So if you have Loki to watch on Friday night and you're like me and Lauren, you got two kids and you have limited time to yourselves and you have Loki for free, or you could spend $30 on black widow or which one are you going to do that weekend? More than likely, the majority of the population is just going to watch a Loki series on Friday night rather than drop the $30 coin on the black widow movie on Disney plus. Cause not everybody's like me and Lauren where we're going to put the kids to bed early. We're going to give them the melatonin and we're going to give them the Benadryl. We're going to hit them over the head with a baseball bat to make sure that they are sleeping so that we can watch a two and a half hour long black widow movie and a Loki series at the same time. Disney just took that out of the equation and like now to watch, watch Loki on Wednesday night or Thursday night. <laughs> Save Friday night for Black Widow. Only give them the melatonin and Benadryl. Don't beat your children with baseball bats, (laughs) please. (laughs) We're a family company. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this first episode and I can't wait to see what we get next, oh, yeah, uh, you know, where where they're going to travel to throughout time, what different variants of Loki we're going to meet. Um, and I can't wait to see how Loki's character evolves, you know, whether whether, you know, we know he's the type of character who's going to rebel against change. You know, we know that he may have had that change of heart and and he may have become more aligned with his brother in in Ragnarok and Infinity War but this is still a different Loki he saw that stuff on a tv screen he didn't experience it so yeah it's very possible he may go right back to his trickster ways a fun little easter egg uh, before we get out of here that I thought was the kablooey gum that that uh that the other Loki the variant Loki gave to the little French girl it is the same type of gum that you would order out of the back of comic books um, back in the 1960s and 70s when you can order x-ray goggles and stuff like that. Kablooey gum was joke gum that you could buy for people that would turn people's mouth blue.
1: Good Easter egg right there. I which like was it. a
0: nice little nod to the fact that whoever the variant is that's killing people is a trickster because they gave that little French girl right. gum that turned her mouth blue right as a nice little trick. I I also like the psychological breakdown of what makes Loki a trickster. He's like, do you kill people? Ha ha ha. Is that funny? Do you like killing people? And he's like, no, but it just kind of goes with the whole thing. If I don't do it, then people don't fear me. People don't respect me. I kind of like that. It was like this aspect. It's complicated.
1: It brings up a lot of questions. And and, and also, yeah, I, 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 I love the way they teed this up. And yeah, again, what Loki it, didn't just, say
0: was, I did it all for my father's attention because Thor had my father's attention so much. Well, not yet. That, that's why I did that stuff. That's why I tried to take over Midgard, because my father respected Thor more than me, and I needed I needed the attention. And that's, that's essentially all he had to say. And I got it. I get it. I get it. But that's going to do it for Super Movie Bros this time around. I want to thank all of you for listening. If we said anything throughout this episode that you disagree with, agree with, would like to discuss with us more, you can reach out to us on our social medias. You can catch me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. going to be honest, not so active over there, but I do check it from time to time. So if you send me a message, I will get back to you. And then I am also on Instagram. It's at SMB Dave on there.
1: I am on Instagram as well. Super Movie Bros, Facebook, Super Movie Bros podcast, and also Twitter, j underscore smb
0: and then of course we are part of a network we are part of the age of radio podcasting network so make sure that you head over to ageofradio.org there you can check out all the age of radio podcasts or you can go to the shows tab find super movie bros and on our page you'll get a handy dandy little media player where you can listen to every episode of super movie bros that's available Uh, you can just hit play on the most recent episode and it'll play all of our subsequent episodes before that so you can binge super movie bros if you're a little bit behind I want to thank all of you for listening have a great one cheers cheers
1: God, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by that.